everyone, welcome to Bookversations. We're your hosts, Sayed, and I'm Mahmouda. Join us as we have conversations inspired by books. Hey everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Bookversations. This episode's conversation is inspired by Ryan Holiday's book, The Obstacle is the Way. Sayed, what is the book about? Uh, it's basically basically kind of like a manual to get you to reframe your mindset and how you see obstacles in life and how you can start to take, I guess, beneficial action to help you move forward. That's the summary of the book, really. So I thought, since you've got so much personal beef with this book, the first thing that we'll discuss is... It's not is personal beef. <laughs> how self-help books run their course. Because this, this does fall into the self-help category. It is a self-help book right yeah um, so what we're like because we just to make it clear we read this book maybe two years ago before a bit longer yeah a bit longer Definitely. two years or so before and I remember when I first read it I was like oh my god this is so brilliant this is amazing um mm-hmm. but I think we've definitely approached it with fresh eyes the second time around <laughs> so what were your what were some of your personal concerns I think that I mean I read it in 2016 2017 so that's about five years ago I don't know if self-help books have run their course I think it might just be dependent on where people are in their lives and Mm. for some people when they're at uni trying to find their feet this would be this might be a book that helps them refocus and get like perspective on things I mean I know a lot of people especially during that age early 20s they do read self-help books and they find it very helpful. And it's just obviously yeah. like all those little shot quotes and snippets that you can post here as a reminder for yourself on Instagram. <laughs> Basically. Um, and reading this the second time, I think it's because before I started reading this one, actually the second time, I've already been, I've already been having beef with self-help books for a year and a half, maybe longer. I just feel like personally, Maybe it's just because I've been reading differently as well in general. I just mm. find them so annoying in the sense that they tell you the same thing over and over again. So this book, for example, is divided into three sections, perception, action, and will. And in perception, you have several short chapters talking about perceptions. And I remembered like 10% into this perception. I had already summarized what he was trying to say. And I got to like the a couple of pages down the line and he's saying what I've already decided was my summary. Of the attack. I know it is we very came to this conclusion ages ago. Why are we still here? <laughs> I know. I think it's like a style, like maybe perhaps there was a period it where people who wrote is. in that way were writing bestsellers and the books were popular. So then other authors looked at it and thought, okay, this style seems to be apparently working. But now because everyone's doing it, it's a bit over rinsed. That's not English. Maybe that's what it but is. But it's over you. It was just too much for me, and I just couldn't handle the that. That was my first beef. Like my second beef is that, um, and I think this is because of conscious decisions I've been making over time since 2016 until now. Is yeah. when I read books, I always and when I watch movies, whatever it is, I always search for representation um, and a significant. Actually, I think I think besides one or maybe two maybe more but anyways all of the examples he gives or most of the examples he gives in this book uh of white people majorly white men but white people and that really didn't sit well with me because there's levels to obstacles right and yeah and I think about this in terms of for example when feminism first started and how black people some black women decided to create something else for themselves because uh-huh. they felt like there were different levels of these struggles and that's how I feel when I read books like this again another reason why self-help books a lot of them annoy me is that a lot of the times they're written by white men 
And there's so many things that they don't take into consideration um, when they write these books. That's yeah. my other beef with it. But yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's a, it's valid criticism. A lot of the book is based on stoicism, which is like a philosophy about life that's influenced by people like Marcus Aurelius. But I know what you mean. Like mm-hmm. this time around, when I was reading the second time, I don't, I don't even know, like, I think this time around, the story just didn't connect in the same way that it did mm-hmm. the first mm-hmm. time around. I agree. And I was just like, I kind of find myself skim reading the stories a little bit because it, it is true. Like once you become familiar with the concept, a lot of it is just kind of like okay then okay then okay then I get um, it yeah 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 but I think depend dependent on where you are in life you'll either walk away with from this book feeling like oh my god I definitely have a different perception on things or read 30% of it like so I did and be like I can summarize all the rest of it I actually <laughs> saw on. this book wasn't it a good summary though mashallah it was spot on can't okay. expect anything, can't expect anything less from you okay let's get on to the practical aspect what what were like your biggest takeaways or just in general in life what's like your philosophy in terms of dealing with adversity or obstacles my philosophy in terms of dealing with adversity is generally if it's a few things I always ask myself what it is that Allah wants me to gain or see Mm. or learn from this right because one thing I know for sure is Allah's with you and this past couple months I've been kind of intense but I remembered just realizing how there was just one verse or a section of the verse in the Quran that kept resonating in my mind even during the times I was feeling so alone and so on and so on and this is one of my favorite one of my favorite parts of a verse in the Quran Um, and it literally translates to and he is with and he is with you wherever you are and Allah is all aware right and just obviously because I'm in Berlin and I'm, I'm kind of by myself and sometimes you're like, oh, I just wish someone was here to talk to you. But that was the verse mm. that just kept ringing in my head. And it was just a nice reminder that even through all of the difficult times or things that may be going on, Allah's here and he sees. And there must be a reason why you're going through this. Yeah. And in general, another way that I deal with adversity is just reminding myself of myself of the names of Allah. So sometimes I'll just go for a walk and I'll be, I talk to myself a lot. But I'll just be like... <laughs> thinking about the fact that Allah introduced us to his attributes for a reason. Imagine just knowing Allah is just Allah. I think it would not be, we would not be able to navigate life the way that we do, knowing that Allah is also Asami, the one who is all, and Al-Alim, the one who knows all, and the one who's nearest yeah. to you, and the one who loves you more than your, your parents. Like, so I guess knowing these things kind of make it easier to deal with adversity. And then my third thing is I always refer back to the seerah. I think the life of the Prophet I think there's awesome. nothing better than learning or even just spending time with him with the Sira because yeah. he goes through one of the one of the worst things you could think of anyone going Literally. through. He goes through it, right? And yeah. I think one thing I had to remind myself when I felt like crying or when I cried was just that the Prophet said crying is a mercy to the believer from Allah. And I always remind myself about the fact that it's okay to cry and it's okay to feel this way. But then when you're done with all of this, just commit it to God's hand. I think I always feel at peace when I'm going through difficult stuff, when I know for sure that I've done the best I can and I've committed yeah. it to God's hand. Um, and that's kind of how I deal with like difficult times. Yeah. Um, and I also try, I just, I think I just play stuff that just remind me of a lot. And so for example, I was listening to hard work a lot when I was struggling because I knew that this thing would, would definitely pass, right? It's just that in the moment, it feels really big. And it was just nice to have these reminders of those who also went through very difficult times. 
and because it kind of keeps you grounded um so yeah that's yeah how I, do. I think nature is a yeah nature is a really important reminder i, I wrote an article for Marley, mm, mm-hmm. recently, yeah um on like names and actions really? of allah to deal with death yeah, yeah like that. to deal with yeah losing loved ones and i talked about like i think there's a significance in allah reminding us about like nature and the cyclical the cyclical nature of life and the fact that like nothing yeah. lasts forever even mm-hmm. though it might mm-hmm. feel even mm-hmm. though it might feel really difficult in the moment nothing lasts forever and like you said like allah is with you which brings me on to i think one of the most important takeaways from the book about perception and asking ourselves what we're supposed to get from experiences like one of my favorite stories is sure you because when I think about obstacles and thinking, oh my God, everything's going to hell. And then you realize actually God's leading you. You know what's funny? Because he knew, remember the dream he had, he knew, right? Yeah. He had an idea. But do you see how long, I mean, human process, not long (laughs) his life was. Like look at all of the things he went through. He was in prison, my God, for years. Exactly. What the end was, exactly. What the end was going to be, right? Yeah. So, like, obstacles are like I think the point that you are making about remembering that Allah is with us when we are in an obstacle. It's important to always remind ourselves that it is an opportunity. Like, you never lose, even though in the dunya sense, it might it might feel like you're losing. But if a trial moves you closer to Allah, or if an adversity moves you closer to Allah, then you actually you never you haven't lost. Like, you're winning. So that's mm-hmm. the kind of like perception that I try to imbibe yeah. is that the word but yeah no on that subject of perception because he that's the that's what the book opens with I I genuinely think that's a that's a major key because we we determine how we interpret events what looks mm-hmm. like the worst what looks like the worst failure to someone else can be a stepping stone of success to another person and I think unfortunately when we tell ourselves stories that are not helpful it becomes very easy to get stuck in that narrative Mm-hmm. and then before I you know agree. it that's I the only agree. that's the only story that you can believe and I think that's where the challenge is that we get stuck right now to that no it's not that it was so basically you know I was applying to stuff right and before I applied yeah. I was like if this doesn't work out I have I already have a backup plan but then the moment I joined <laughs> some Facebook forum where people were sharing like the acceptances it started to become a big deal in my head and yeah the thing is, I I normally suffer from anxiety in general, but I, I know my anxiety worsens when I'm resistant to stuff. In my head, it became a big thing of this has to be the way or there's no other way. Even though yeah. before this even started, I'd already said that I had a backup plan, blah, blah, blah. And at the back, you know, when you're pushing a thought to yourself or story to yourself, you would always have, maybe it's just me, but at the back of your mind, there's always something else, right? Because I was yeah. praying about it and I was like, I need direction and I want clarity. And I would have a... a voice in my head or just just like ask yourself is this really the end of end of the road is this really the end of the world like is this really Mm. the only way that you can see right and a few days ago I finally decided to confront that because I know that if I don't it's going to be it's going to manifest anxiety over time right and I sat down with my journal and I said right god I'm ready to do this and I said, okay, this is what I've, I've made myself believe from the end of February, which is like when the acceptance started going out until this point. And I allowed it to get to me in this way that sometimes, I mean, it was difficult, but sometimes it just couldn't work, right? Yeah. Anyways, and this is actually what it is. This is the bigger picture. If this doesn't work out, there's so many other ways in which I could continue. And 
as you were talking, it reminded me of how Mr. Um, kept emphasizing in like, how it works series of Surah Maryam, how even during the times of obstacles and adversities, there's usually always ways of ease, moments of ease. Yeah. And I have had moments of ease, right? Which is obviously, Absolutely. I've always thought about it as God comforting you in difficult times, right? Yeah. Um, and I sat there and I said, okay, you've brought this in my life this week and this has happened this week, which is obviously, which obviously affects the decision I get to make afterwards. So it's mm. not like if this doesn't happen, life is bleak afterwards. Life is not bleak um, yeah. and it's not in my hands, right? And this not working out means that God has other plans for me and I need to stop resisting all of the other options are available. But again, it was a perception Then I had to literally sit down and say, I'm no longer going to tell myself that this is the only way forward. And this is that. And when I sat down and did that, I literally woke up the next day with such peace of mind. It was wild. I was mm. like, oh my God. It's like, it's off your chest now. I think sometimes literally. also, yeah, not articulating, honestly, how we, like not articulating our worst fears can keep us entrapped mm-hmm. in a particular mode. That's true. Where you're just like ridden with anxiety and worry because you're like, you, don't, you know the truth, but you don't, you also don't want to acknowledge the truth to yourself. Yeah. You don't it's want true. To Once you gain that clarity, you can take action. But insofar mm-hmm. as like mm-hmm. you are not, you don't want to face yourself. You're just like, oh, yeah. I'm stuck. I'm here. I'm there. But yeah, no, on the subject of obstacle, I feel like genuinely feel like sometimes Allah closes doors to either to open it at a time that is better or to redirect us. Because I, I was really like, I was actually thinking about NYC because before I eventually went, I tried to, I tried applying for like twice and I would, I'd already left it. No. So here I am like, okay, <laughs> why is my application not going through? <laughs> Hello, somebody. <laughs> I've already left my job. Um, and literally, mm. I think by the time that it eventually came through, I'd already given up. I was like, Child, I'm not going to enjoy it anymore. Yeah, I and I remember I was in Luton that day and my dad messaged me and he was like, oh, I think um, like one of his friends that works in the place, he was like, oh, he can help me. And he was like, oh, I think you should be in Nigeria to finish the application. And I was telling my friend, and I'm like, oh, boy, I know I'm not going anywhere. And by that evening, I think my ticket was booked. And I had like a week of that. Wow, imagine. <laughs> and I was like, here we are. But subhanAllah, like thinking about how like all of that works out, because I left an O and then I got a part-time job. And I think about if I was still at an O and then COVID happened, I wouldn't have been able to work from home in that role in the way that I was able to work then. <laughs> so like what felt to me like a closing was actually like Allah leading it mm-hmm. to what would have been like a much better outcome. And I think obviously mm-hmm. like with some situations, you can see, you can see the end result eventually and with some it takes like maybe 10 years or 15 years years in the making before you see why that obstacle was there before the picture Mm -hmm. makes sense so it's it's knowing when to stay the course and when to quit which I've been thinking a lot about for me the 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 way I navigate this is Mm. if I've done everything that's humanly possible and I think that was what God comforted me with at this point when I made that decision is I'd done everything I could do, but then I'd also yeah. do as and all of that stuff or all the other things that you do in terms of talking to God, blah, blah, blah. And I think I felt peace knowing I'd done all I could possibly do as a human yeah. being. And there was literally no other action I could take to change the situation. And I just thought the time isn't right. And that's okay. If the time isn't right, the time isn't right, right? And, yeah, and I, feel I like know. When you accept mean. something like that, then it makes it easier to get by because when you hold on to what else could I do, what else could I do? it stops you from being able to put yourself into other things that actually deserve your time and your energy and so on. But sometimes mm. the time for something just isn't right and you just need to leave it and just carry on still yeah. you know, in the ways that you can. And something else that I thought about when it came to obstacles and how we should, I mean, it's not easy, I know, 
how yeah. would you try to not make it seem like it's the only thing in in life and if that doesn't work out then that's the end yeah. is the fact that a lot already tells us in the Quran that this dunya is not meant to be easy it's life and we are going to be tested with anything lots of world, literally children or family or whatever there's, 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 there's always going to be tests and that's why I think it's important to cultivate ways to deal with this or just have tools in our toolbox ready to help us navigate doesn't mean you shouldn't obviously emotionally deal with it as an if you want to cry or if you want to go to therapy like just do things to help people just be aware that in life there will be obstacles all the time it could be small it could be big but there will actually always be obstacles i saw something on twitter recently where someone told them that the therapist said asking for help is i can't remember the exact phrasing but it's something along the lines of like asking for help is something allah loves because you're taking you're taking seriously the amana of taking care of your body and your mind like on the subject of going to therapy yeah and I thought that was very cute I think I saw that as well I loved it yeah what else do you want to talk about I feel like now we're like oh no but also I am I'm just gonna go into one of my favorite quotes now I think one of the one of the biggest takeaway takeaway as well in terms of like when you face obstacles at least my biggest takeaway the first time I read this book Mm -hmm. is when he said um see obstacles as an opportunity to practice some virtue patience courage humility resourcefulness reason justice and creativity yeah i agree i love it yeah exactly because i think whatever it is that happened whatever situation that is that you're placed in instead of seeing it as an obstacle if you see it as an opportunity that changes your your mm-hmm. perception so if you're in like mm-hmm. situations oh my god this is gonna sound so <laughs> every time i think about this quote sometimes i think about my flatmate god bless her because that girl could not keep the time and i'll just be like patience um, teaching you patience exactly no but it's true like regardless of whatever situation you're in you have to see it as an opportunity to elevate an obstacle mm-hmm. never leaves you in the same it never leaves you in the same state so if you if you, if you see it as what it is as an opportunity to elevate yourself then it, it helps. Yeah, I mean, on that note, I remember I was reading this book and I wrote notes about how when you're put in a difficult or testing situation, I think it's God's way of giving us the tools to get through life because you're going to go through similar situations or similar obstacles at some point. And if you've gone through something before and you've learned from it or you found a way yeah. to navigate it, then it becomes kind of easier to go through it to get through it um and you don't make the same mistakes maybe that you made the last time or you find better ways to cope with it than you were able to last time or you say you know what last time this happened this was how it turned out and god really had my back so i will worry less about this and try to do the best i can and, and so on so i think obstacles they come in different forms but they give us the tools to get through other obstacles that we may face um, in life right do you have anything else that you want to say about this because i actually feel like there really isn't a lot <laughs> I would actually say that if you're someone who doesn't like how self-help books are written and you still want to get the same message from the book, um, yeah. I would recommend reading a good translation of Marcus Aurelius' Meditations over this book because I feel like this book was just basically a couple of quotes from Marcus Aurelius expanded into a book, basically. Yeah. And I think that book teaches you a lot more in terms of habitual daily practice without any fluff. If you read his writing or the way that it's been translated, he's someone who got to the point even though he was talking to himself there was no like oh and then think about the story now mate it was just literally it's not motivational in it's intention right. it's just him writing it's, it's not that's yeah. interesting yeah. I, have, I thought I, mean, I have so succinct way he wrote uh, it's so good I really okay. really like it. I might check it out now because of you I tried to read some sections like once a year because I think they are 
you just made some really beneficial points to help you just put things again about perception. It helps you put things into perspective. That's why that's why I really liked it. I also actually what I was thinking about when I was reading the book was stress. Um stress. and how, yeah. So okay. because when you stress in the sense that when maybe you have an obstacle, you're going through stuff. When you unfortunately can't get to change your perspective and you've told yourself this one story, this is the end of the world, blah blah blah. You start to stress in that sense. Like it leads to stress. And yeah. the negative impacts of stress is that everything goes out of proportion. You can no longer think properly. It affects everything mm. that you do. And I was just thinking about how just one situation, I mean, it might be obviously a big situation, but how it can have a domino effect in every other aspect of your life and how it's important to find ways to develop tools for managing stress. Because I mean, yeah. also sometimes stress is inevitable sometimes, but choosing to step back. And I think the first time I read the book, one of the things I took away was alongside other books, actually, is just learning to separate yourself from a situation. Yes. Then it allows you to see it from a different angle. And like, okay, this is a thing that's happening, but it's not me, right? I'm still mm. here and I can still do whatever it is that I can do. I can still take control of whatever it is I can take control of. And the situation is is here, right? Put it in like a box or something and then figure out how to manage. Because a lot created us out of love, right? And so therefore my love yes. for myself stems from the fact that Allah loves me. So without mm. anything else, without my actions and my traits and whatever, I am loved and I am someone who's worthy of being loved. And that's that. And that's then there's everything else that comes, obviously. Yeah, Ooh. and there's everything else that comes after it. So, yeah. Powerful. I love that, man. Deep. A word for the people. Take it. <laughs> motivational speaker swag let me spend my money on you <laughs> one day we're waiting for the moment yeah no that's a really that's a really important point i can't add to it i can't add to that it's summed up really yeah. well mashallah tabarakallah i was also asking myself as i read some of the stories in the book that i didn't like when people tell stories in a way that i feel like there's so much that happens behind the scenes that we don't see you just give me Oh, this boy was born and yes he's his father wasn't there but he found a way to make it and then he became the top selling top man selling petroleum or whatever 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 and i'm i, I feel like we missed the point of all of the things that happened in between to get him to the point that he is number one number two one of the privilege that comes with being a white person in that position if it was yeah. a black person in that position it would not for the most part maybe maybe it would have for the most part the story wouldn't have turned out the same and yes I know that perception is important and you're in charge of your life and all of that stuff there's still some systemic things in place that makes it super duper difficult for some people to get by even when they're doing the best that they can majority of the time and I guess knowing that and keeping that in mind whilst making sure you're trying your best and not beating yourself up when something doesn't work out in certain situations and saying yeah but maybe because I feel like you could do the best that you can, but then remember the fact that you read this book where they say, as long as you try hard, then you're going to, things are going to get better or you're going to figure out a way around this. It's right? a balance. And it's, it's a not balance. so much about, yeah, I was just going to emphasize, it's not so much about finding a solution. It's more about just focusing also on the mindset. Because once you start to get used to training your mind to think about the perception, then mm. you'd realize that even if the thing doesn't work out, if you've tried it a hundred times, you, you're growing as a person and you're yeah. learning and you're changing and you're knowing how to navigate stuff. So I think it's a, as you said, it's a balance. It's just an important distinction to make. And just because someone did all of these things and something then worked out for them doesn't mean that 
it would work out for you but doesn't also mean that you shouldn't try yeah yeah I get what you mean because I think sometimes people kind of use that thing of oh so and so was in the same situation and they succeeded and it's that quote of they succeeded despite the odds not because of the odds um but I think at the same time it's not mm-hmm. where yeah acknowledging that there are systemic issues doesn't mean that we give up from the onset okay let's go on to our favorite quotes this is probably our shortest book conversation and I don't know how this happened because I was really excited before we started like before we read the book same I like guess we, it's because we came with the even the time when we stopped recording right. we were like oh we're going to talk about obstacles the way and then now we read it's it again way, yeah oh my, that's the, the feeling from writing. the first book I guess the, the first time I read it and now what's different about the time that you read it and now that's what I'm trying to think about because I can't remember what's happening in my life at that time so I would say in terms of when I read it, so when I read it, it was in, I remember I read it, I think I read it in 2015 or 2016, but anyways, it was a second year of uni. I haven't really been thinking about this since, but I knew for sure that I wanted to take a year out on placements so I can, initially I told my friend I want to figure out my life and he was laughing at me, like everybody says I want yeah. to figure out their lives on placement. But that was actually my purpose, my goal, right, for placement. And I remember that I'd seen someone reading that book after I was away and I thought, oh, this is interesting. Um, and I guess reading the book the, f- the first time around, it was just nice to say, oh, okay, these are the things I'm thinking and it's putting it into perspective. Mm-hmm. And it was just a book I read pretty quickly because some of the stories I was like, okay, right? And there were things that didn't sit well with me when I read it in terms of like how I just felt like all of the examples were again of white people and men. But I never really thought about it too much, right? Because at that time yeah. I wasn't really thinking about that stuff at all. Whereas that was 2016 and, and now I've engage with several other books and I've also just been exposed to different things and different conversations and I'm very very aware about my stance when it comes to these kind of books and representation matters to me a lot for example and just also systemic injustice I didn't think I think about it as much that time as I do now Mm. um and also just the kind of books I read minus even when it comes to fiction right I like really like heavy books and so when I'm reading a book like this I just feel like you could have said everything in one. I, I just love I value people who can write one sentence and you see a lot in that sentence I value that. as opposed to you giving me 20 chapters that could be summarized into two sentences so would you have preferred so perhaps, this book in terms of like you know how Chimamanda writes those short books like we should all be feminist mm-hmm. and what was the other one I can't remember yeah because they are quite short but I feel like it's impactful so do you think it's worth like some of these books it's worth readjusting them so that they're not lengthy for the purpose of just filling a word count that's the thing so I don't think the book is bad I feel like people at a certain age can benefit from this book or certain time in your life basically I just feel like so many things he said and maybe again, I think it's just maybe it's just me, but there was just so many You've things grown, that I just, which is okay. I was just You've yeah, which the is book. good, but I was just like it was so repetitive. So I I guess if it was this thin, right? And mm. I mean, it could still divide it into perception action role well, if it wanted to, but I think it could have done better with focusing on there were so many stories and all of that stuff. And I think there's a as you said, there was a there's a trend of books where it's just lots of stories and they're like all the things you can learn from those stories and like it's just okay and maybe you should have chosen a few impactful things and then just gone into a bit more depth or detail or, and then I made, think that's a valid critique yeah, so much that. shorter as opposed mm. to this size that it is and I'm just like why that's a note that's, that's a note we can end it on that let's get on to our favorite quote so what's your first one uh, my first one was actually he, he quoted someone else so the, the quote is Gavin the Becker in The Gift of Fair says, when you worry, ask yourself, what am I choosing to not see right now? 
what important things are you missing because you chose worry over introspection, alertness, or wisdom? And I really like this because for me, it was so apt. It was literally the day after I'd made my decision to sit down with God and so on that I read this and I was like, this is so valuable. Like this was the thing I had to do for me to get to the point where I was okay, I feel I feel at peace, even if whatever yeah. it is I'm waiting for doesn't work out. Um, because I'd chosen to stop worrying about all of the things I have no control over and just mm. down and think about it. Like what are the other possibilities in place? So that's why I really valued that question. I've already said one of mine, but I'll say it again. See obstacles as an opportunity to practice some virtue, patience, courage, humility resourcefulness, reason, justice, and creativity. What's your next one? Focus on the moment, not on the monsters that may or not or may not be up ahead. I think sometimes like you you're in a situation, not even a bad situation, or you have something going on, right? Or you immediately yeah. project all of the possible bad things. And you know how the mind can easily latch onto something. Then your mind latches onto one story in that possible bad things and you start to worry and fret over something that may not even happen. Literally, like literally, literally, may not even happen. So many um, so, yeah, I love that. It is so word. Much, yeah. My next one is there's the event itself and the story we tell ourselves about what it means. So again, that goes back to our our brain or our mind wanting to make sense of things and attaching judgments to stories. Like there's there's what there's what happened factually, and then there's like the judgment that you attach to it. Like okay, so for example, like if you failed your driving test, yeah, you failed your driving test. But then sometimes you've been attached, like a judgment to it, or oh, I always fail. I don't know how to learn, mm-hmm. or like I'm, I'm always terrible at X, Y, Z. Exactly, like not making leaps mm-hmm. leaps of judgment. Yeah, something happened, but don't let it color everything else. Or choose at least choose yeah. the most empowering story that you can for the events that happen to you, so that you're not That's stuck. Yeah. Um, and then the last one for me is okay. You've got to do something very difficult. Don't focus on that. Instead, break it down into pieces simply do what you need to do right now and I think that helps with not feeling overwhelmed when you're faced with difficult things like just break it down into smaller steps so that it feels a lot more achievable so that is that what's the latest book that you're reading god I still haven't finished James Baldwin just above my head and it's because I'm reading like a million books at the same time how many books are you reading I don't know about five but my aim is to finish the books I'm reading before starting another one and then as yeah. I was reading, like I would be reading like three books generally at the same time. But then for some reason uh-huh. last month, it became like full. And last month, there was so much going on. I didn't actually have time to read. And so I had all of the books I hadn't read. Yeah. But when I finished Open Water, I decided I'm not going to start a new one. I'm just going to try to mm. finish the ones I have. And I have currently four-ish unfinished books. Um, but just above my head is also quite long. It's 600 pages. And yeah. it's... 600 yeah and again it's, it's literary right it's more focused on character than it is on plot so it just takes mm. I, feel like, I feel like books like that takes a bit longer to read absolutely and I love James Baldwin so I'm just savoring the text and That's I'm fun. also kind of reading Al-Ghazali on the 99 names of God I've read like bits and pieces of it before but yeah. I wanted to like read it again um at least the first couple of chapters um I've really so. struggled with that book because I've got it and every time I've tried I don't know what it is I might buy um Jinan's 99 names of Allah I've been I was thinking about that as well um and I think I've got your copy of Sheikh is it Bamba or someone an African scholar mm-hmm. that wrote 99 names I, think I have oh you've got yeah I think you have yeah yeah so actually I might read that before I buy Jinan's one well, that's a good idea, actually. Connection with the 99 names of Allah. What are you reading? I am reading Intimations by Zadie Smith. 
which is a collection of really short essays that she wrote during COVID, I'm guessing. Um, yes, she did and... write it. <laughs> I'm like, I can't remember precisely, so I'm guessing. Um, and I'm also reading The Gilded Ones. I mean, I've only read one chapter of that book, so hopefully it goes better this week. That's the end of the show. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Book Stations. We hope you've gained benefit from the discussion. If you've enjoyed the episode, remember to like, review, comment, and share it with friends and family. We want to feel your love. Book Stations is available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and several other platforms. Email us your thoughts at bookforsationspod at gmail.com and let us know what books you want us to check out. Till next time. Remember to read.